morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN, brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Great place to uh, watch college basketball. We've got March Madness coming up, Augusta National in the NFL Draft. So full slate of uh, sports and fun at the Sportsbook and Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. We welcome in, uh, well, ESPN Sports Center legend, and I met him several years ago. He's not going to remember this, but uh, Kenny Main, longtime ESPN Sports Center, among many other things, joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Kenny, about six or seven years ago, I met you at the Lux Hotel in downtown LA across from ESPN and the Grammy Museum. You were eating breakfast. I remember staying at that hotel. I don't remember our meeting, but tell me something. What was significant about it? Did we just talk? Did we, was something passed along that was important? No, no. I was kind of freaked out and I debated for a while, you know, because I was with some friends and colleagues out there. I was doing some shows the week of the Grammys going into the Grammys and from the Grammy museum. And I saw you. And so, you know, I thought, all right, at some point I'm going to go over there and just say, hey, you know, I watched you uh, growing up, so on and so forth. Because here's what I was thinking. How many times have you heard this? I was in college in the mid-90s, and I can't tell you how many nights we watched, me and, you know, my buddies, watched you and your crew on Sports Center while drinking beer or the next morning when they ran it again while we were hungover. I'm sure you've heard that a lot, right? A couple times. I remember... A stranger one, I think it was in Minnesota, an older woman came up and asked me if I was who I am, and I said, yeah, and then she said I wasn't, and how dare I pretend to be that that she always liked. <laughs> I was like, no, you, I am me. You just asked. And I said, so I, I didn't have my ID. I ended up telling her to Google me. Or so. I don't remember what happened, but um, but no, I appreciate that you stopped me. Uh, like Keith Oberman always says he was telling a story once because, you know, I've been gone from ESPN now for a couple of years um, when somebody brings up something nice like you just did, you know, about the old days or in college watching or whatever. It's just like, you know, thanks for remembering. Because he was sitting next to, I forget her name. She played Bewitched on TV. I'll, I'll get her name before the interview is over. Um, and, and on an airplane. And people kept coming up and coming up and autographs and pictures and, he was like, do you ever get tired of that? And she's like, no. Like, it's kind of cool that somebody still remembers or how I impacted them even for a short little time in their life. Oh, man. Look, we thought y'all were like gods. I mean, you know, we're in college. We're having fun. We're in the SEC. I went to Mississippi State. Um, and, you know, you, you've heard it before. You and Patrick and all the dudes doing Sports Center, And that's what, I mean, that's what we did. We we watched Sports Center religiously at night and in the morning when you got back from class, if you went. And so that's, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Kenny Main on the Out of Bounds Show. All right, here's something else as I was reading. Elizabeth Montgomery. I just got it. Elizabeth Montgomery. There we go. Um, I, I was reading, you know, even more stuff on you leading up to this interview. And I didn't realize you went to UNLV. And years ago, I read the book Running Rebel by Dan Wetzel. And we had Wetzel on several times because I went to the 87 Final Four as a kid, Kenny, in New Orleans. 
And UNLV was there, and I, I became a UNLV fan because of Darth the Shark and biting the towel. And, and, and of course, there was so much fun to watch Greg Anthony and Augman and the whole crew. And so I was thinking, I was like, dang, Kenny Maine played football at UNLV. And then later on, I would get into sports talk radio, and Wetzel hooked me up with Tark the Shark. And I got to interview him and talk to him off the air several times before he passed away. And so for me, it was like one of the coolest moments um, for me as far as career-wise. What was it like to be at UNLV? He got there in the 70s. It looks like you were there in the early 80s. What was it like to be at UNLV during that time, Kenny? Yeah, well, I think during my time there, they were good, but they were great. They were kind of NIT level, right? And then they had really good years before I got there and really, really good years after I left there that you're describing. And then, of course, they won the title with that crew, Grandma Mon, the whole gang. And, I mean, I knew Tark. I knew his daughter. Um, you know, like, I was in school at the same time with her. And it, it was it was cool. I mean, he had this reputation already. There was the excitement about it. You're describing, like, their heyday. They're kind of like their revival heyday, right? Because they'd been to the Final Four with Reggie Theus back in, what, 76? Um, but it was exciting. And I remember, you know, he got criticism. Turned out his his class, the one that won the title, I think all of them graduated, a few of them graduated early. And he always said, you know, if I were at Johns Hopkins, I've had all, I've had all doctors, right? If I were at Harvard, I'd have all lawyers. I'm here at UNLV. They're, you know, they're doing what they do. And, and the school is much stronger even then, but way stronger now than people give it credit for. They think it's just, bunch of people screwing around in the Las Vegas Strip. They have great programs in hotel management, the sciences, the whole 3D element. I, I was in their broadcasting class, which has grown a great deal. I was just there and speaking to them during Super Bowl week. So I think the place kind of had an old reputation that was never really fully true, and it's certainly not so now. The first time I went to Vegas in 2003, we're visiting with Kenny Maine on the Out of Bounds show. First time I go, uh, my buddy got us a driver. And so the first thing I made the guy do was take me to the T-Mac Center. And I just had to see it because I was UNLV and the Running Rebels and Tart the Shark. And so um, that was pretty cool. And you're right, man. I was I was there for the NFL draft, I guess, almost two years ago. And your alma mater and, and campus and everything else has has really uh, grown and exploded. All right, let's uh, – well, speaking of during that time, and I remember Reggie Theus. I think he went to the Chicago Bulls and played for a while because as a kid I got WGN and I got all the Bulls game even prior to Jordan uh, joining the Bulls in like 84, 85. But um, who was your favorite or who is your favorite um, UNLV player of all time? Uh, Randall Cunningham, but that's football. Oh, Randall was a freshman my senior year. I was, I was. Are you serious? In fact, I just played golf out there with Sam King. He was the kid who played ahead of me. He led the nation in passing yards, and then Randall was a freshman coming in our last year. And then, strange as it is, this last week, I ended up in a golf tournament where Jim McMahon and I. Stood on a, a, it was hole number four at this little, it was like an NFL Legends Veterans event. And me and Jim McMahon hit par three shots for all the teams. Jim 
was at BYU our senior year, Sam and I. He was injured. Steve Young was a freshman. He came in and played. But that was one of UNLV's best football wins ever. We beat at BYU my senior year. I mainly charted plays. But Sam had, like, the game of his life, and we beat him 45-41. Like, that game is so vivid. I can still see the last winning play. Jimmy Sandusky, little post corner. Like, it gets written up, even though UNLV had a really good season this year in football um, under Coach Odom. But that that game alone Okay, that's cool. Um, I didn't realize that UNLV knocked down a huge win over Lavelle Edwards and BYU when they were rolling. And I didn't realize that Randall Cunningham was on the team when you were there. Did you see it then that this guy had, that he could be, maybe not Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback for a long time, but that he was really, really talented, Kenny? Yeah, I mean, just nat- just natural talent and confidence. And, you know, he probably could have played as a freshman one way or the other, but, you know, we kind of had what we had going already. Sometimes we would just run up and just launch the ball, just screwing around to see how far he could throw it. And I could throw it pretty far back then, but Randall's ball was still rising when mine was, you know, starting to descend. <laughs> so good guy. I stay in touch with him here and there. He's now a pastor in Las Vegas. He also has been coaching his kids in the high jump. Um, and, and he just signed on to uh, be an assistant track coach at UNLV. Oh, now that's cool. That is cool. All right, so Kenny Main and Randall Cunningham were roommates at UNLV. He Not joined, quite roommates, but we knew each other. I mean, teammates. That's what I meant. Teammates at uh, at UNLV. Very cool. Uh, all right, you've, you've done some work for Caesars. You were out in Las Vegas uh, last week. What all did you do? Um, honestly, every day I was asking if I was there for the Super Bowl. I kind of was, but I you know didn't go to the game physically. I wasn't going to spend that much money on teams that I, were cities I'm not from. If it had been Seattle, I might have considered it. Um, but I did a whole bunch of different events. Like I said, I spoke at the school. I did an event uh, for disabled uh, folks up at a casino. It was like this channel called the Ability Channel. And I did my own foundation work. Um, it's called Run Freely. So I wrecked my ankle playing football You know, in 1980. And all these years later, my ankle, you know, is pretty much self-fused. doesn't work very well. So I ended up finding this device up in Gig Harbor, Washington. And once I got mine, Gretchen, my wife, and I started this foundation called Run Freely. And we've been helping veterans get into these to get out of pain. So you put it on. It doesn't change anything about your situation, but it lets you do things you can't do otherwise. It sort of displaces the pressure off the joint, right? So we did a, a fairly cool and short event. I talked Joe Montana into showing up at Bobby Flay's restaurant at Caesars. And seven people who paid the right amount of money got to catch a pass from Joe, keep the ball, shake his hand, get a picture. And we were able to call a new veteran the very next day and explain to him, guess what, you're next in line. Because we're not like a big, you know, there's no building, there's no big organization. It's just kind of raising one brace at a time, right? So this one was a unique way to do it. We did the same thing with Mike Penix up in uh, Seattle at Husky Stadium back last April. And I'm kind of trying to roll this out. What if we could do this, you know, five times a year, get the next quarterback up, find people who admire that person, whether it's a current player or, uh, you know, former great. You know, how many people would want to run and catch a pass from Patrick Mahomes right now? Probably a bunch. So if we can get it off the ground and just do 
one project at a time, then it'll, it'll be beneficial for the next veterans in line. Kenny Main on the show, Run Freely is the charitable organization to help give injured veterans leg braces to make life easier. And he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. That's a cool story. How did you, I mean, I know you've met some of the coolest, most famous people in the world, but how are you able to get Joe Montana to Caesars and Bobby Flay's restaurant Super Bowl week? I don't quite know how I did that, but it, we just asked. You, you can't. What's the expression? You can't even lose if you don't enter. That was an old Nick Nito quote. By the way, the guy that makes these devices would be insulted if we called him braces. I call it a brace by accident because you know you can buy a brace at Costco. This is a device specially made. It only works for you. They have to mold it to you, and then you test it and custom fit like process to get through it. Um, no, I've met Joe. You know, I've done a couple stories with him through the years, like. You know, we don't. It's not like we stay in contact a lot. I've done a, a charity event that he was involved in with Marshawn Lynch. I was the host of that, so I think he was just being a good guy. I got I got to the right person. Told him the same story I just told you. I sent him the link, and they called back like two days later. Said Joe wants to do it. They just got to figure out when he can do it. So I got in touch with his girl. She cleared out the schedule. She said, "Here's the window." I know Bobby Flay actually from horse racing originally. Because I was at Saratoga, he's a big horse racing guy, owns horses, and they asked me would I come out and do this little shoot with this guy named Bobby Flay, who at the time I didn't know who he was. I maybe had heard the name, but he wasn't what he is now. Then, right? Like he was just kind of on the rise, and he was doing this little what they call it, throwdown. I think it was called throwdown, and it was very ad hoc. You know, it was just like, all right, throw up a camera. You know, we're at a racetrack. We got Bobby here, and we got the local chicken maker guy here. And it was Hattie's Chicken of Saratoga, if anybody knows. Um, and I was the judge, right? So, he, obviously, he's blown up since then. He's got all these restaurants and all these TV things and has and, and done well. But I just asked. I texted him and said, hey, I have Joe Montana to throw footballs. I don't have a place to do it. We're going to be on the strip. We're going to be in the parking lot. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't have an official place because we didn't have an event event. It was just if Joe says yes, we'll figure out where to do it. And he wouldn't have cared if we did it at a parking lot. You know, it was just going to be, hey, here's Joe. Here's my speech. Throw balls. Everybody go home. And it worked. That is awesome. Kenny Main joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Um, okay. So I want to go to Seattle and um, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm wondering if Largen is going to be the guy here. But who who is your favorite Seattle Seahawk player of all time, Kenny. He's right up there. I mean, you probably don't know this part, but after after I left UNLV, I told you I was just second string, got in here and there. But the kid who played ahead of me got offered to go to the Seahawks, and he turned it down. He was going to go to Canada. And my coach called and said, hey, if you like him, Sam, you'll like me. Uh, you know, like give the other guy a look. And so I ended up going up to Seattle, got the throw for their, their quarterback coach, Jerry Rome. and when you do those tryouts, oftentimes it's just whoever's in the building, hey, we need somebody to run some routes, and out comes Steve Largent. He was the guy that I got to throw to in order to, you know, win the contract, right? Wow. And so I threw, I, I threw, you know, I was nervous. I'm throwing to Steve Largent, but he caught everything and didn't look horrible, and I was in great shape at the time, even though I had the messed up ankle, and ended up signing. But 
I worked out all summer at Kirkland the rest of the, that summer. But when they started their real camp, which was at the time over near Spokane, a place called Cheney, day one I failed the physical. They put me on this test. Oh, no. And I didn't know it was a test for my ankle. I thought it was just another test, you know, like running a 40 or benching or whatever, right? So I'm in there working, like trying to prove myself. I would have cheated. I would have gone easy on my bad or easy on my good leg and hard on my bad leg, and they would have looked similar, but instead there was too big a variance, and I was marginal at best anyway, right? Like I didn't have a big resume from college. I could throw, but they weren't going to take the risk on somebody like that. So I, it's got to be Steve Largent, right? He helped me out in that way, and just his manner. And, you know, there's so many great ones that have come through all the years. Marshawn would be another one. Oh, yeah. But they've they've had some great years. And also, I was still – kind of curious about how it all went down. Nothing against the new guy. It sounds like, you know, they're off to a running start. And I trust Schneider, their GM. I always said whenever they made any moves, when people would question it, hey, I trust Pete and I trust Schneider. They seem to know what they're doing. They make the playoffs almost every year. They don't always go all the way to the top, and then who does, right? Only two teams get all the way. And only one team wins the whole That's time. Right. So if they think this was the move, this was the move, I guess. But I kind of wish Pete had had the chance to, like, say i'm done when i want to be done as opposed to it kind of seems that they guided him out right yeah yeah john schneider and Pete carroll good grief i mean what what a team and like you there's said a uh, there's a bunch of franchises you look around the league there's certain ones that are pretty damn consistent always right mm-hmm. it, that's a short list then there's a whole bunch of teams you don't know what you're getting you <laughs> might get a four-win season you might get a 12-win season. you know you just don't know so Seattle for the whole existence since what, I, how long was it? It was uh, 12 years, whatever it was. He damn near was in the playoffs every time, but I think he missed twice, if I'm not mistaken, and took him really deep twice, should have won back-to-back. I still say the play was not to give the ball to Marshawn. They should have faked it to Marshawn because that's what was expected. Then you roll Russell left. Either throws it, runs it in, or throws it away. Yeah. Still had a timeout. But, yeah, I was at that game. Oh, no, Kenny. God. I remember just kind of staring at it like you're looking at a strange animal and you don't know what it is. Like, Mm. why? why, I tilted my head. I asked my wife, did did that just happen? Like, it all just was surreal. But, Mm. oh, well, they were close. Kenny Main on the show. I want to ask you about two, maybe three Mississippi guys, Seahawks. Um, K.J. Wright um, was a, as you know, long-time, really productive linebacker for y'all during the heyday that you just described. He's a super guy, too. Um, And he went to Mississippi State. And then D.K. Metcalf is from the state of Mississippi, too. and, And he went to Ole Miss, and he's having a magnificent career too. And then Charles Cross, when I was at the um, draft in Vegas a couple of years ago, he was, he was your first round pick, which was so cool for us, Kenny, because later that evening I got to have drinks with Mike Leach and, and he was so excited about Charles and, and getting drafted and having the, the, the junior year that he had. But anyway, there's some Mississippi flavor up there. And I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on those guys. Oh yeah. No, I mean, and also, Coach had to be so proud, as you all were, when you get somebody that comes out of your, your neighborhood and goes on to something like that. Uh, KJ, I believe, is running the show for this little event I'm involved in this week is the Seattle Sports Awards Show. They they used to do it every year 
And like back when I was a kid, even before that, you'd always read about it. You know, it was like this big deal, the gathering of the best, you know, whichever team had had the best year and, and the other athletes. And then they discontinued it for some reason. Uh, well, I know why, because the newspaper that, that put it together became just like an online paper, right? They stopped, you know, being what they once were, and it just kind of died. But it was brought back to life about 10, 12 years ago. I was asked to be a part of it and have been involved ever since. And I think KJ is going to be the host of it. So that'll be fun to see him this week and see what he has to offer. Um, but DK is, you know, it's self-evident how big and strong he is and the plays he makes. I, I think he's just going to keep on getting better, like keep learning how to do it better, right? Like they obviously had the physical skills from the start. I remember him saying he was crediting Bobo, the new kid, with all these little techniques that he hadn't quite seen. There's some things, and so it kind of shows, you know, somebody being open to learning more, even after being in and seemingly one of the best ones in the position, admitting like, no, I got a lot more to learn. So I, I like that. And he once in a while gets an extra penalty or two, doesn't need, but I, I like his passion at the same time. Yeah, two phenomenal play. I agree with you on DK. I mean, there there's still more runway there. Um as far as uh, maybe a couple more levels of of getting yeah. better, so I always said that about Randall Cunningham. When you know he ended up having a great NFL career, didn't win a Super Bowl. A bunch of guys had great careers. Marino, Warren Moon, all sorts of people didn't win a Super Bowl, right? And doesn't it doesn't say that their career was now garbage? It just means they didn't win a Super Bowl for circumstances in some cases, right? But I I wish Randall had had. I, mean, I don't know who his coordinator was during the Philly years, but you know the story goes that they just kind of like it was all defense. Randall talented, just do whatever you want, have fun with it. They had a play called RC Special, and it just was hike the ball to Randall and see what happens. Just have him run around, maybe throw. It was kind of like the original run pass option, but um, I don't know. I just feel like he could have been groomed in a different way. Like if he had had a billick, you know, right away. Like look what they did in Minnesota, right? I mean, that was phenomenal that year. They had it was just like the, the offense was bizarre. I mean, for one, it doesn't hurt to have Randy Moss, but you know, a lot of it is that circumstance and timing and who you pair, no who question. you pair with. Is your defense good? You get the ball in good position. There's there's a hundred things that go into it, and I think we all kind of overanalyze it too much and criticize too much. Like this whole thing about Purdy is ridiculous. Like he's had a really good two years. I don't know why we're knocking him at all. Like I don't know why we every day have to discuss who's the best ever and where does people, you know, they're all pretty damn good. Right. And, and in certain situations, some, you know, stand out for, for, for the circumstantial reasons In other situations, they stand out because they're one of a kind, right? There's only so many Joe Montana's and Tom Brady's and Patrick Mahomes's, right? There's, there's a handful of the great greats. All the rest are really good. Like, I don't know that you can really distinguish yeah, I fight it here because, uh, well, I'm biased uh, because Dak Prescott's at the Cowboys. I was not a Cowboys fan growing up, but as soon as he went to, to the Cowboys, I became a, a Cowboys fan because I love Dak. And, um, you know, he gets hammered on anything he does. And I'm like, you know, they don't even have a GM in place in a league that's uh, everything's decided by a whisker. And I think they've been pretty damn good considering kind of the way that thing is run and a bunch of playoff appearances, but it's all about, uh, you know, he's going to get hammered as soon as he throws um, a couple of picks. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, that's the hardest, 
I don't know if there's a harder job. Certainly not in sports. There's no other. I don't. I don't know. If there's a harder job in sports, and maybe any job. There's so much pressure. The speed of the game is insane. The decisions you have to make that quickly, and then the mental part of it, living with the criticism within. Right, your coaches, if if they're that way, your teammates. You got the prima donna wide receiver yelling at you. I was open. And the media, if you listen to it, you know. So there's a lot there. I, I could I could do this for another hour, but I, I know you've got other things going on, and I want to I want to ask you one more question. And I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but I got to go back to again mid nineties. I'm in college. We're watching y'all religiously. It was a cool, cool part of my life, and you know, then I end up in sports marketing and sports media, which has been an absolute blast. Um, and I'm very fortunate. So, and then I, I bartended in college once I, you know, became 21. And so we really watched y'all, you know, at night as we were finishing up the, the bar shift. Um, do you, I, now that you've been, I mean, you were at ESPN, I think from 94 to 21 and you, you've done it all and you've interviewed people and you've had an amazing career. Do you, now that you've been able to step away a little bit, do you, do you realize how cool it is? And do you talk to some of the guys, that, men and women, that you worked with at ESPN and you're like, damn, that was a magical kind of gold standard run for sports media and broadcasting, Kenny? Yeah. No, I mean, it's not like saying it with any big ego, but it really was a unique time. And we were lucky enough to be the ones that happened to have the jobs at that time, right? There's other really good people that came after and they didn't get to be a part of it just because they were born five years too late or whatever, right? Um, but, yeah, and, and the thing is, the importance of it is probably what was crucial because at the time, there was no Internet. I mean, it was experimental at best. I, in fact, I still distinctly remember a night we were walking by on the way down the hall to do a show, I think, and these three guys, there were three computer terminals in the entire building of ESPN, that let you get to what was called the internet, the worldwide web, right? <laughs> we didn't know what it was. And I, I remember laughing, like, hey, good luck with that, guys. Like, making fun of them, that's stupid, whatever you guys are doing, because we have newspapers over here. They used to print all the newspapers from around the country, and they, they'd copy them off, and that was your packet, right? You had your packet to look back at some stories to set yourself up for whatever the, you know, whatever the game was. But the key thing was most people around the country didn't know the result of the thing you were about to tell them right very few people knew who won the game between you know the knicks and the pacers or whatever whatever it was right if you live in those cities of course or if you're listening to a radio show and they somehow give the scores but most people as far as pictures go there's no way you could know right and so we were bringing on this brand new thing that you know had never been told in fact you didn't know the result and we always had this method of you, you try not to give away until the do it like it's a mystery, right? Here's the lead in, the setup. You know, right? This is what was happening before the game. Now you show the game, now you got the result. And so just that alone kind of made it more special. But then you consider all the cast of characters, too. You know, Stuart Scott doing shows with him and Dan and Keith, you know, leaving out Kilborn, all, the, all these other characters, you know, that were involved. Um, it, was, it was a pretty fun little, whatever period you want to call it, 10 years or eight years or whatever that heyday was. Kenny Main on the Out of Bounds show, and he joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. This was a super cool experience for me. I appreciate you giving us 30 minutes today, 
you've done it all, but best of luck in whatever uh, endeavor and different things that you're doing, including uh, obviously Run Freely, which uh, helps give injured veterans um, custom fit devices to make life easier. Kenny Main on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, thanks again. We appreciate it, Kenny. All right. Thanks for having me. That was cool. Kenny, Kenny Main, longtime ESPN sports broadcaster, among many other things, very talented, and was kind enough to stop by today. Brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Great place to watch the games, play golf, entertain clients, guys trip, buddies trip, all at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club and the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge.